It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Let's have some fun. What is the government's role in your life currently in America? Not what you want it to be. What is it currently in America? And second part, what should it be? What was it designed to be? We will talk about these mandates, vaccines, mandates, booster shots. We're going to talk about that tonight. We have, oh, surprise, surprise. I have details about the infrastructure bill. It's not good. John Kerry being a huge loser like he knows how to be. And maybe a couple self-defense tips from one of these super ninja types, BK, in about an hour and a half. It's going to be a blast on the Jesse Kelly Show. Oh, and I should mention, we do have me predicting the future again. Something you don't see coming from all these vaccine mandates. But first and foremost, let's begin at the beginning. This is America. America is a unique country, as all countries are. We are not lumped in with others. We are a unique place with our own unique culture, no matter what they want you to believe. We're not multicultural. It's a big melting pot. No, we are a unique country with our own culture. Very, very unique culture. Uh, Judeo-Christian-based country, like many in Europe, but a different kind of Judeo-Christian-based country, the kind where government isn't in charge here. Not supposed to be. Remember, that's part of what made this place unique. The grand experiment, the great experiment, whatever you want to call it. Should people have a ruler? Should they have a king? Now you, an American, are probably saying no. Okay, I get that. I say the same thing. But understand that does make this country absurdly unique in the history of the world. Most people who've lived underneath the sun have had somebody in charge. They have had somebody that said, you die and you go die. We were founded on something much different. Mexico wasn't. Canada wasn't. Germany wasn't. Japan, China, pick your country. We were founded on something unique. The people here were supposed to be in charge. Government was only even allowed to do a few certain things, and they only allowed government to do that because they thought the people couldn't do it without a government. So we have a place for a government, but it's a small place. Government, you're allowed to do these things and nothing else. You're not in charge. Remember, you're the servants. People are in charge. You're the servants. You can love or hate that, but that is what America is, and it is what made America unique. That's what the country should be. Now, there's been a lot of chatter from politicians lately, especially when it comes to this vaccine ramp up and vaccine mandates and you have to do this and you have to do that. And it has been gnawing at me. I couldn't quite, I couldn't quite put into words exactly why it was gnawing on me so much, but it hit me. I, I listened again to Bill de Blasio say this, and what listen to this very, very closely, and I'll tell you why it's absolutely driving me insane, and it's going to be offensive. So today I announce a new approach, which we're calling the Key to NYC Pass, the Key to New York City. When you hear those words, I want you to imagine the notion that because 
someone's vaccinated, they can do all the amazing things that are available in this city. This is a miraculous place, full, literally full of wonders. And if you're vaccinated, all that's going to open up to you. You'll have the key. You can open the door. But if you're unvaccinated, unfortunately, you will not be able to participate in many things. That's the point we're trying to get across. It's time for people to see vaccination as literally necessary to living a good and full and healthy life. Okay. Obviously, you were mad about that. I played it on the show before. I was mad about it, too. But what is what is finally driven home to me is this. These people are way too comfortable in a supposedly free country talking to us in this way. Why are they so comfortable talking to us this way? Because we allowed them to take over. We have allowed, now not you personally, but as a nation, we have actually already given up our freedom. You and I love this concept of land of the free and free, free this and free that. America is free. I'm a free American. Are you? Are you a free American? Am I? Are we actually free? It's not just the vaccine passports and mandates and you have to do this and close your business and put that diaper on your face and you have to do that. It's not just that. It's how comfortable these politicians are speaking to us this way. You understand and I realize this is going to make all the communists out there mad and there'll be all these complaints to hire tomorrow. And I don't care. Neither does I heart. But you have to understand. You understand that your politicians, as an American, this makes you unique. They should be afraid of you. You realize that? Our founders talked about it all the time. Government should fear the people. Sound familiar? Yeah, that was Thomas Jefferson. Government should fear the people. Before any one of your politicians get up and give you an order, they're so used to giving orders now, all these orders, they should be afraid. These people should be afraid to speak to you this way. And I saw that there was a story out of New York City that, that I wanted to pair with this. It was, man, it's just, it just really, it's what brought it home to me. The story was this. They interviewed a bunch of restaurant owners in New York about this restaurant pass, right? De Blasio determines restaurants have to have a vaccine pass check before you can eat there. And what the restaurant owners of New York said wasn't, no, I won't do it. No, I'm going to rebel. You know what the restaurant owners of New York said? Well, I mean, we don't, we don't like it, but we're actually happy about it so they won't lock us down again. Is that what we are now? Is that what we are now? Oh, thanks for thanks for just the light beating, Daddy Government. I appreciate you not using the heavy stick like you did last time. Just don't beat me with the heavy stick again, Master, and I'll be good. You understand that's not who we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be the country where day one... The government, and I don't care who this is, Republican, Trump, Biden, president, senator, governor, mayor, day one, minute one, they step up to the podium and say, there's a big scary virus, go home, I'll tell you when you can leave. Day one, this country should have been, uh, no, go screw yourself, I'll actually do whatever I want whenever I want, you're not in charge of me. That's the American way of life. 
That's the American way of thinking. You're not a German. You're not a Japanese person, Chinese. You're not from the Congo. You're not from Brazil. You're an American. You don't have rulers. You don't have dictators. You don't have somebody over you. They're under you. These people, Biden's going off about this all the time now. Being really forceful about the whole thing. Just do the right thing. Do what you're told. Uh, Up yours, Mr. President. You're not in charge of me. You're in charge of the military. You're the commander-in-chief. You don't rule me. You don't tell me to bend over and pick up a stick of gum off the sidewalk. Screw you. You bend over and pick it up. We've lost that. And I don't know how and when exactly we lost it, but I do know this, and I really I need you to hear me here. There is something you have to understand about that American mentality and vaccine passports and mandates and lockdowns and business closures and schools and all these other things. There's something that you and I, we have to wrap our minds around or we're never going to stop them. You want to know what it is? I'll tell you in a second. Missed out? Catch up. JesseKellyShow.com It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Don't forget, I'm about to make a prediction. A prediction that you don't see coming because of all this stuff. That's what makes me Jesse the Oracle Kelly, Chris. (laughs) You can give yourself nicknames. I don't know why there's this stigma out there that you can't give yourself nicknames. Who knows you better than you? That's how I gave myself the nickname The Shogun and Jay Steele Kelly. I forgot I changed my middle name. And I forgot I added the third, that I'm Jay Kelly the third. I know I'm not Junior. Junior doesn't sound right. The third sounds way more regal. I'm basically royalty. Back to my story, Chris. You and I have to accept something, and it's hard to accept it. It's really hard. But 15 days to slow the spread. Turned into months, turned into a year. I don't have to bore you with all the things you already know. Turned in to get the vaccine, get two doses of the vaccine. Oh, wait, the vaccine's not enough. Still wear a mask. Oh, might have to wear booster shots. Oh, we're not sure. Now, oh, now I need to see your key. To the... This is never going to end until you rebel. None of it. None of this madness is going to end Until you simply say no. Everybody. Until you get to the point where you say what you should have said at the very beginning. No. Ah, but we're requiring this. No. We're not doing it. Sorry. But you have to. No, I do not have to. No, I do not. No, I'm a small business owner. I'm trying to make ends meet. I'm not going to ask my customers for their papers on the way in the door before they help pay my mortgage and feed my children. No. This never, ever, ever, ever ends, ever, until you say no. I know they want you to believe, and they keep acting like it's just just a couple more things, guys. Just, it look... One more little thing, and then then it'll be okay. Just one more thing. Oh, okay. I know you did that thing, but look, there's a new variant. Ah, it's way deadlier. Didn't you hear it's deadlier? 
People will die. Ah, sorry, I can't. Oh, okay, no, just one more thing. Ask yourself this. Be honest with yourself. And you don't have to be honest with me. Just be honest with yourself. Do you think Dr. Fauci loves or hates coronavirus? Think about it. Make sure you think long and hard about it before you answer that question for yourself. Because what you want, what all of America wants, is Dr. Fauci to go on the news tonight and say, Woo, good job, team. We are over it. I'm glad we were over to over, we were able to overcome that. We are done now. Get back out there and live your life. All right? I'm going to go retire, play some golf. Y'all be good. That's what you want him to say. He's never going to say that to you. Why? Well, I don't know. He was the highest paid government employee last year, made over 400 large. He was on the cover of magazines, throwing out first pitches at baseball games, and he's one ink away from a multi-million dollar book deal. Does Dr. Fauci really want coronavirus to end, or is it the greatest thing to ever happen to Dr. Fauci? Oh, but Jesse, I'm sure Joe Biden wants it to end, and and Kamala, I mean, mean, it's going to bring down his presidency. It's hurting him. People are miserable. He's only the president because of coronavirus. Joe Biden, that doddering old fool, doesn't sniff the Oval Office unless coronavirus rolls in and we kneecap Donald Trump's economy. He doesn't sniff it. He gets crushed in that race. And the mail-in voting didn't hurt him either. These people don't want this to end. These people are lifelong dorks. They've never had any power. They've never been able to achieve any level of success outside of politics. That's part of the reason they got into politics, so they could finally be in charge and boss somebody around. They're now finally at the point where they get to boss people around. Do you think they're going to wake up tomorrow morning and say, oh, man, whew. I'm tired of all this power. Gosh, I just don't, I don't like being in charge of everyone. I think what I'll do is, I think since they've been so good about the masks and vaccines, I think I'll give them back their freedom. Do you really think they think like that? It's time to put on your big boy and big girl pants. They don't. These people get off on this. They love it. It's the greatest thing that happened to all the evil things who run our cultural institutions. Coronavirus, it's the greatest thing ever to happen to American media because they don't have any talent. You see those idiots like Don Lemon on CNN. That guy can't carry a television show. What choice does he have? Instead, he has to get on every single night because he doesn't have any talent to entertain. He has to get on every night and say, a million people are going to die. I'll tell you why after the commercial break. Well, you got to stick around for that, right? So it's the greatest thing that happened to the media. It's the greatest thing ever that happened to the Democratic Party. They're realizing all of their dreams, including being able to be a little loose with the election procedures. It's the greatest thing that ever happened to the gigantic Fortune 500 businesses that now overwhelmingly support the Democratic Party. Has the pandemic been bad for Facebook? Has the pandemic been bad for Amazon? Has the pandemic been bad for Joe Biden? Has the pandemic been bad for China? 
They watched their number one enemy on the world stage, the one they have stated repeatedly, publicly, they intend to take down, us. China has said that publicly. We are going to take down America. We're going to take over as number one in the world. We want to be the global superpower. We, they've said it repeatedly. They release a virus, and they watch us kneecap ourselves. Does China want coronavirus to end? I'm not saying this to make you mad. I really don't want to make you mad. I don't want to get your blood pressure up. I'm saying this because it's time to rebel. Now. It's time to say no. No more. No, I will not. No, but you have to. No, I don't. No, but I'm making you. No, you're not. Um, I'll send the authorities. Good. Send a bunch of them because me and all my friends are rebelling together. They don't have more power than you if we stick together. I end many of our shows by saying there are more of you than there are of them, and there are. Now, you know I hate that silent majority crap because that's been an excuse for people on the right to sit back and do nothing while the tiny communist minority took over every part of this country. But we are a majority. You have tens of millions of people who think like you. The time to stop complying was last year. The second best time is right freaking now. Now is the time. This never, ever, ever, ever ends until you say no. They're never going to get sick of it. It has been wonderful to them. They haven't felt the brunt of this virus even a little bit. You have. The normal American has taken this virus on the chin. Your kids have. You have. You watched your loved ones die in a hospital over a Zoom call while they were wrecking this country to win an election. You don't owe these people loyalty. You owe them nothing but contempt. I'm not done yet. We're, we're going to point out another communist, and we're going to talk about how these people think. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. We are going off tonight. All right. We're going to get to John Kerry in just a second. We're going to get to the infrastructure bill. I actually have, oh, man, I have some stuff that's hidden in this bill, and it is, oh. Remember, remember, several Republicans voted for this. Several Republicans voted for it. But first and foremost, Cori Bush. Who is Cori Bush, you add? She is one of these radical nut jobs, absolute radical nut jobs, who she's the new leader of the Democratic Party. What do I mean by that? I mean, these people, AOC and Cori Bush, they are the far, far, far left radicals that used to never get a sniff at a spot in Congress. These were the ones, I mean, they'd show up at a rally every now and then, and the Democrats would give them a wink, wink, nudge, nudge, but you actually don't want those nut jobs in charge. Full-blown communists. Full-blown. All the way. Unapologetic communists. Now, because the communists are bolder and in better positions of power than they've ever been, these people are actually running for office. A lot of them. And they're winning. They're winning seats. Especially in these crazy left-wing areas when you have all these dullards who voted Democrat their whole life. And they think the modern Democratic Party's the same? Well, I mean, Herb, I guess we have to vote Democrat again, just like JFK. He was such a nice boy. I'm sure AOC's just like him. 
these people completely unaware of what has happened to their party. So Cori Bush may be the nuttiest of the nutters. She has power. You know why Joe Biden recently made this crazy announcement that's got the country going crazy about eviction moratoriums? Because he asked, this is this is the inside rumor of the White House. Joe Biden pulled in a bunch of scholars and lawyers and asked them, hey, can I can I stop evictions again? And they told him, uh, no, no, you can't. I've sought out constitutional scholars to determine what is the best possibility that would come from executive action or the CDC's judgment. What could they do that was most likely to pass muster constitutionally? The bulk of the constitutional scholarship says that it's not likely to pass constitutional muster, number one. But there are several key scholars who think that it may, and it's worth the effort. Okay, you heard that. I played it for you last night, and that is a fact. He had a bunch of scholars come in. We know this now, and they told him, uh, no, that's not constitutional. There's no way that's going to fly. He decided to go find a couple radicals, namely Lawrence Tribe, that nut job from Harvard. He decided to go seek out other opinions. Why? Why would he seek out other opinions? I mean, the eviction moratorium came out of nowhere, right? Came out. It's where'd this idea come from? They'll just let it expire. Well, because of Cory Bush and AOC and Bernie Sanders, the far, far, far left wing of the Democratic Party. They have juice now. They have power now. They have Joe Biden's ear, or they may have him a little bit lower. You see, Joe Biden can't risk making these people mad because so many of them have been elected. They can cause real, real problems for him. Cori Bush is one of those people. She did some stupid stunt where she slept on the Capitol steps, and there's all kinds of pictures and video of it out there, and she's sleeping there with a with a bunch of Oreos, which I kind of respect, but Ruffles, which I don't respect. Not that I have anything against Ruffles, but the bag was wide open. What kind of savage eats chips like that and then leaves the bags open to get stale? But that's another story entirely. She pulls this stunt. Bernie and AOC and all these people work on Biden behind the scenes. Biden panics and decides to pass this eviction moratorium. That's who Cori Bush is. She was one of the main players in that. She came out and I, I part of me loves her because I love, I love these current communists being too young and stupid to wear a mask. The mask keeps falling off. Older Democrats were smart enough to wear the mask. Cori Bush, she didn't wear the mask. Here's what she had to say about hiring personal security, yet calling to defund the police. I'm going to make sure I have security because I know I have had attempts on my life and I have too much work to do. There are too many people that need help right now for me to, to allow that. So if I end up spending 200000 if I spend 10, 10, 10 more dollars on it, you know what? I get to be here to do the work. So suck it up and defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police and put that money into social safety nets. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I just want to see if I have this correctly. Chris, I'm gonna want to I wanna want you to play this again. I'm almost positive what I heard her say was I need security because I need personal protection. You 
you shouldn't have police to protect you. I'm going to make sure I have security because I know I have had attempts on my life and I have too much work to do. There are too many people that need help right now for me to, to allow that. So if I end up spending 200000 if I spend 10, 10, 10 more dollars on it, you know what? I get to be here to do the work. So suck it up and defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police and put that money into social safety nets. Okay. Obviously, you're shaking your head, you're laughing, you're probably mad, you're yelling, and you're doing something, though, that's a mistake, and it's tempting to do it. It's what the right has done forever, and it's why we have screwed up time and time again and lost to the communists. You know what you're probably doing? You're probably saying, what a hypocrite. She's such a hypocrite. That's so hypocritical to have security. She wants security for herself? And none for me? That's hypocritical. No. No, it's not. You don't understand the mentality of the communist. The communist, the communist thinks he's the priest class of communism, especially the elected communists, the ones in charge. She's in the priest class. Remember, it's a religion. She's one of the high priests, she's in charge. She's not hypocritical. She just believes as a high priest, she should get more things than the normal parishioners of the church. You see, you just sit in the pews. You don't get all the rights that the priest does. The priest is in charge. What are you talking about? You want the same. You don't get all the rights of the priest. Now, the heretics, that would be you or I, they want us dead as every religion has really done to heretics, all of them, my own included. Chris, have you people killed heretics? Oh, yeah, you did. Actually, I know you did. The uh, the Sicaris, Sicaris, they got the Mexican name for hitman off the Sicaris. They were the zealots underneath Roman rule. When the Jews were under Roman rule in Israel, there was a radical group that considered them terrorists of Jews who rose up because they didn't like the Jews bowing down to the Romans, and they started killing their own uh, rabbis and killing other Jews who they thought were being too cozy with the Romans. See, you people have done it too, Chris. Anyway, like I mean, in all seriousness, heretics, it's something that comes with every religion, my own included. To the communists, you're the heretic. I'm the heretic. What, What do they want done to us? Well, anything. Whatever, just get rid of them. That's how they've always treated heretics. That's why the body count's always huge. So set that aside. She's not a hypocrite. I mean, she is, but we all are. But she's not a hypocrite. She simply thinks she should be subject to a different set of rules than you do because she's part of the priest class. She's the high priestess. You're just a churchgoer. What are you complaining about? You don't get a fancy uniform and, and all this stuff. Go sit down in the pew. No, I'm not being hypocritical. I'm the one in charge. Haven't you heard I'm the one in charge? These people... Every communist has been this way. Uh, Lenin was this way. From the very beginning, Lenin, Mao, they're all this way. Because they feel like they are bringing their religion to the masses. They're evangelizing, if you will. They're leading leading the world to salvation through horrific murder and communist utopia. They're trying to save the world. Because they are the evangelists, they are the leaders of the religion, they get rights and privileges you and I don't get. 
In her mind, you could ask her a million times, hook her up to a lie detector test. She is not hypocritical there. She's simply part of the priest class. You, peasant, you'll be lucky if they even allow you in church. Frankly, they're probably going to burn you at the stake. Remember that about them. Remember that. And I have one more thing. I have another example of that that's going to bring it home for you in just one second. But first and foremost, my pillow. Made in the USA, USA cotton. Mike Lindell has USA cotton six-piece towel sets right now on sale. What kind of sale? Oh, I don't know. More than half off. These things are normally $109.99. Right now, they're $39.99. And I'm probably not allowed to tell you this. This ends very soon. And I mean very soon. I'm not allowed to say when. And I mean very, very soon. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, and use the promo code JESSE if you want the softest six-piece towel set you will ever have in your entire life. MyPillow.com, radio listener specials, promo code is JESSE. Again, normally $109.99. Now they're $39.99. If you want that kind of steal, you got to go now. Now. MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE. Jesse Kelly returns next. It is the Jesse Kelly show. Listen to her again. Listen to her. Remember, this woman is not a hypocrite. She's in charge. You're a serf. I'm going to make sure I have security because I know I have had attempts on my life and I have too much work to do. There are too many people that need help right now for me to, to allow that. So if I end up spending 200000 if I spend 10, 10, 10 more dollars on it, you know what? I get to be here to do the work. So suck it up and defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police and put that money into social safety nets. She has work to do. There's been attempts on her life, but she has an important life with work to do. She's the high priestess. Your life doesn't matter, though. I mean, if you get murdered, there's there's no attempts on the lives of people in the inner cities now that the cops are gone, right? Oh, whoa, these murder stats. Yikes. But their lives don't matter. Remember, they're just parishioners in the church. She's the high priestess. You know what it reminds me of? It's actually perfect. It reminds me of that big stupid oaf John Kerry in this in this soundbite. On that issue, pollution, I understand that you came here with a private jet. Uh, is that the, an environmental way to travel? If you offset your carbon, it's the only choice for somebody like me who is traveling the world to win this battle. Uh, I negotiated... Headline from the New York Post. John Kerry's gas-guzzling family jet has taken 16 trips... This year alone. Oh, that's right. Family jet. Chris, how's your family jet? (laughs) Uh, It looks like he's taking vacations with his wife to Idaho's Sun Valley. He's flying to Boston. He's flying all over the place, according to something called Flight Aware. Again, he doesn't think he's a hypocrite. That doesn't make him a hypocrite. He's in charge. You just heard it. Someone like me, who's trying to save you, I can fly private. On that issue, pollution, I understand that you came here with a private jet. Uh, Is that an environmental way to travel? If you offset your carbon, it's the only choice for somebody like me, who is traveling the world, to win this battle. 
It's the only choice for somebody like me. Didn't you hear him? They're in charge. That's how they view everything. But this all comes back to how they view the world. You know, you and I view the world as people are individuals, a unique soul, a unique God-created soul. They don't look at the world in that way. All human beings, all of them, they simply have to be forced to be part of the collective. Always has to be done by force because people don't want to give up their individual rights, and they know that. They understand that. So instead, you have to be forced, shamed, sometimes killed, until you're willing to be a good little cog in the wheel and just do your job as part of the collective. Get out to your collective farm, peasant. I don't want to hear about grandma starving to death. I have a grain quota I need from you. That's how they look at everything. That's why it's such a demonic, destructive religion communism is. Because at its heart, at its real heart, it's anti-human. At its real heart, human life has been lost at such a massive scale because they want it to be lost at a massive scale. It's a religion of domination. All right, 877-377-4373 is the number. And tomorrow, tomorrow is an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. There are no guests. I don't even know that there will be phone calls. There will be emails, though. The day is about you and your emails. And for you new listeners, and I'm aware there are a bunch of them, if the show numbers are to believed, which is really ridiculous. But anyway, Ask Dr. Jesse Friday is this. The whole day, the whole show, it's about you. It's about your questions. Do they have to be political? Nope. They certainly can be. I understand politics is your passion. It's my passion, too. They can be about anything. History, food, stupid things. Men, women, employment, relationships. Whatever your question is, send it. If I don't know the answer to it, I give you my word. I will use my almost three years of community college credits to make up an answer and sound like I know what I'm talking about. What, Chris? It's important to impart this wisdom on people. (laughs) Oh, and in just a second, about five minutes from now, I'm going to drop some bombs on you. No, no, don't get PTSD, Japan. I'm going to drop some bombs on you about some of the things that are in this infrastructure bill. Remember, Republicans voted for this. Republicans, several of them voted for this. We, we need a completely new party. Now, I don't know that we have to start a new party, but all of the old ways, all of the old people who have been part of this party and been part of building this kind of GOP, they must go. It is time to primary these people. BK coming up about 35 minutes from now. It's going to be, oh man, it's going to be such a good day. All right, for one, let's try this. Terry on line two. Don't screw this up, Terry. Go. Yeah, I just wanted to say thanks for mentioning the word communist repeatedly today. I'm tired of hearing socialism. I'm tired of hearing Marxism. I want to hear more communism because that's what we're dealing with. I'm tired of... That, those words being shoved down the throats of every American. Let's call it what it is. If words have so much meaning and you can't put border with the word crisis, then let's start saying communism instead of the other two words, and maybe people will start to listen. Terry, one, that's a great phone call. Terry, I'm also not going to lie. 
That's a great accent. Southern accents are just awesome on women. Do you know that, Terry? Uh, I've been told. Yes, ma'am. Good job. Proud of you. What, Chris? It's a good accent. The Southern accent's a good accent on women. We aren't allowed to say that here. We aren't allowed to be honest. I thought this was a place we could be honest. All right, you ready to hear what's in this infrastructure bill? Hang on. Jesse Kelly show. Gosh, I love this show. It's so much fun. I mean, the disaster that is this spending bill isn't that much fun, though. <laughs> we have BK coming up about 25 minutes from now. We got an email last night. Some dude said, hey, I'm a normal dude. I wouldn't mind some tips on, you know, maybe fighting and shooting and survival and stuff like that. Little skills every man kind of needs, right? And ladies, to be honest, as important for the ladies, if not more. So I figured I'd start bringing some of my super ninja friend types on the show. Teach us how to kill people. Uh, If you have to, in self-defense, for Pete's sake, Chris. All right. All right. The uh, infrastructure bill. Remember, when they voted to pass the bill, I love the things these people get away with. When they voted to pass this bill to begin with, there was no information in the bill. Why? Why? They voted on basically a framework of the bill. Well, these general things are going to kind of be in there, won't they? I mean, can we promise there'll be something in there for that? That would be like, remember you used to have to write a paper for your teacher in English class? And the first thing you had to do lots of the time, I don't know, maybe they don't do this anymore since no one can read and write, but you had to come up with some kind of outline. All right, there's going to be the intro, and then paragraph one will be on this, and paragraph two will be on this. They laid that out, like a trillion-dollar spending bill, laid that out and voted on that to pass it. (laughs) They kind of did the, well, we'll fill in the blanks afterwards kind of a thing. Uh, It's really bad. Here's just a couple highlights for you. Now, remember, these numbers are huge. They're so huge, they won't actually mean anything to you. They don't mean anything to me because the human mind can't, can't understand numbers these large. I mean, yours can't. Mine obviously can. <laughs> what? Chris? I'm kidding. Anyway, mine can't process it either. I know you find that hard to believe. But remember, every dime I lay out for you here, every single penny, one, it's your money. Two, we don't have it. There's no money. There's not some gigantic money pot where they're reaching their hands in and digging out some money and saying, oh, nice, we'll spend some money on this. Allow us to begin. $5 billion for, I mean, that's a huge chunk, right? $5 billion. Low slash zero emissions school buses. This is a critical part of infrastructure. Remember, this was told, this was sold to you as an infrastructure bill. $2.5 billion 
for carbon storage commercialization program. That's a very important part of infrastructure. Oh, I did want to bring up again, this seems like a good time to bring up, that Joe Biden, his campaign team came up with this tactic, and he has said it since publicly several times. He has said that this bill, it will actually lower inflation. Yes, we have to spend all this money we don't have, and it'll make inflation go down. How, Joe? How how does that make sense? Well, it's going to open up the economy. And I can think of nothing that would open up the economy more than the $21.5 billion for clean energy demonstrations, $75 million for the Denali Commission, $14.2 billion for the Federal Communications Commission. Don't you know how important the FCC is? To getting the, the the dollar in your pocket back to being worth something again? The FCC is huge for that. <laughs> $3.4 billion for the Federal Buildings Fund. $3.5 billion for the Indian Health Service. And there are things like $250 million. I just read you the highlights. There's $250 million for reducing truck emissions at ports. $500 million dollars. For the Healthy Streets Program, I love this, allowing cities to, quote, provide funding to deploy cool and porous pavements and expand tree tree cover to mitigate urban heat islands, improve air quality, and reduce flood risks. Any of this sounding familiar at all? But maybe, and by the way, I owe a thanks to Nicole Russell at the Washington Examiner. That's where I'm stealing lots of this info from. I love this particular part. The bill grants $1 billion to the Appalachian Regional Commission. And I know what you are saying right now. What's that? Okay, Jesse, why'd you bring this up? Well, let's pause for just a brief moment. Do you remember at the beginning of the negotiations for the infrastructure bill? Do you remember why the infrastructure bill was at risk of not passing? you remember why? Two Democrat senators, because they had to have all the Democrats and then enough Republicans sign on board to get it passed. Of course, you know you're always going to get Weenie, Mitt Ryan, and Lisa Murkowski and those losers. But you need, you know, all the Democrats have to stay joined. Well, Joe Manchin, that senator from West Virginia, he's always the one pretending like he's going to be the voice of reason. He always has to pretend that. Because Barack Obama destroyed the coal industry and West Virginia went from being a blue state to like the reddest state in the union overnight. (laughs) So now Joe Manchin has to pretend like he's some moderate. And so back to my story here. One billion dollars for the Appalachian Regional Commission. That's a lot. Hmm, that's funny. And I already told you the bill's passed and it passed with Joe Manchin's Vote. He ended up voting for it. I thought he wasn't going to vote for it. He seemed uncomfortable voting for it. Let me see. Let me look into this. Oh, I'm glad you asked what the Appalachian Regional Commission is. Joe Manchin's wife, she's the co-chairwoman of it. Chris is about to lose his mind over here, and he doesn't even get passionate about this stuff. Do we have a country anymore? Or do we just have a big banana republic? Where all these people, because this is how this happens. I'm, I'm explaining to you how the sausage gets made. Remember, I know so many of these people. Republican, no, not the Democrat ones, but Republican senators and congressmen. I text back and forth with these guys. 
This is how the sausage gets made. These people sit down and they vote on life-altering debt. Life-altering debt. Mind-numbing numbers. My sons are 10 and 12. They will never see this bill paid for in their lifetimes. They'll be dead and fart and dust by the time this thing gets paid for. Life-altering debt. The kind of debt that brings down nations. That's the kind of debt we, we are carrying right now as a country. And you know what they do to pass these things? They pick a number. Well, Jesse, where do they get these numbers? Oh, they just make them up. They make up a number they think you'll be able to digest. They make up a number they think you won't raise too big of a stink over. That's the only reason these things stay at 500 billion, 600 billion, 1.2 trillion. In a matter of years, two or three years, because we're shifting the Overton windows so much, they'll be passing regularly three and four trillion dollar bills. They will. They will. But they pick a number. It's not based on anything. It's not based on studies. It's not based on what they think they need. It's not based on what some commission came up with. They just randomly pick a number. Okay. Um, a trillion dollars. Sounds good. Got a trillion dollars. They pick a number. And then they just simply sit around a table and decide who gets what to buy off their state and or congressional district. And they have to take turns like it's one big pot of gold shifting money around. Okay, well, let's all of us come here. Let's, there's 15 of us now. Let's sit down. All right, we all know we're going to pass this thing. But, hey, for being good little soldiers, let's make sure we're handing things out. Obviously, Nancy Pelosi's going to take whatever she wants for her district. That'll be fine. Um, you, AOC, you're always a good little communist when it comes to these. We'll, we'll throw you, you know, $15 million project. Doesn't hurt. Then you can go back and point to your district. And, okay, we good? All the baseline people are good? All right, now we have to get this thing passed. How much payoff money do we have left to get it passed? Oh, Joe Manchin? Ugh, he's dragging his feet? Well, it's not the end of the world. We've got an extra billion in there. We'll pay off the commission that, that employs his wife. That, does that sound like a legitimate country to you? Or does it sound like we live in some kind of nightmare? <laughs> this is terrible. All right, we're going to get to some emails next. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Maybe a phone call as long as you don't screw it up. 877-377-4373. But first, I'm going to tell you a story. Husband and wife. Just driving home from dinner. You've taken the wife out to dinner. You've gone out to dinner with your husband, right? Stop at a red light. Mob surrounds the car. You've seen this on television so many times, especially over the last year. They managed to get the driver's side door open and start dragging the husband out of the car. They're going to beat him to death. Think what that's like as a wife watching this. Think what it's like as a husband going through it, and she's probably next, right? She's in the passenger seat. He reaches for his hero 2020 non-lethal weapon. Pop, pop, drops two of these pepper balls in the chest of his attacker, it unleashes this brutal chemical irritant. You can't see. You can't smell. You're crying everywhere. They have to back off. Husband and wife go home, sleep in their beds together, alive. Go to Hero2020.com and get one. Make sure you use the coupon code KELLY. Get you a special discount. State law restrictions may apply. Hero2020.com, coupon code KELLY. Missed out? Catch up. 
jessekellyshow.com. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Coming up about 10 minutes from now, we got BK of the famous World News with BK, former Air Force PJ. He has some Navy stuff that's a little disturbing. And that was a bit of a heavy hour. Let's get to some emails here. Dear Dr. Jesse, while listening to your latest episode, I was thinking about an article I saw just moments before on the world's sexiest athlete. This is exactly the type of athlete our country should be striving for instead of the half-green, half-purple-haired Sasquatch throwing shot put. <laughs> one, that's not that's not funny. All right, we're not going to laugh. We're not laughing at that, Chris, for one. Two, I don't know that the purple here is the end of the world, is it? Not hear me out. Hear me out. I'm not saying you want her to show up looking like Barney. Every now and then doesn't hurt to mix it up a little bit. What, Chris? I remember the wife dyed her her hair purple once. That was a fun couple weeks. What? I, you know what? We're gonna move on. Moving on to the other emails. I'd like sometimes. Remember, tomorrow's an Ask Doctor Jesse Friday. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. All questions are welcome on this show. All of them. They don't have to be political. We just take the entire show and answer your questions. That's what makes Friday so special. Well, that and me. What, Chris? Dear Oracle of Reason the Third, as a high school English teacher in California, he said, hey, I didn't say I was intelligent. <laughs> I'm facing the real possibility of mandated vaccines to keep my job. If the commies in California mandate the vaccines for all teachers, I have this conundrum. Should I bow out peacefully and take an early retirement, or should I make the district fire me? I would like to stick around to battle critical race theory and teach racist books like Huck Finn to kill a mockingbird and other subversive literature. I don't want Biles out and quit. I don't want to Biles out and quit, but I won't be able to remain in front of students without accepting the jab of the beast. Speak, O oh Oracle, what should I do? Now, Hear me out. I'm not allowed to say this guy's name for obvious reasons. As you know, I say all the time, get your kids out of government schools. They are wretched, disgusting, filthy, anti-American holes the communists have controlled forever to teach your kid values that's the exact opposite of what you want them to believe. Get your kid out. However, I can't tell you how much respect I have for teachers in the belly of the beast, trying to do the right thing while surrounded. I mean, look, let's be honest. As you know, I don't have a difficult job. I've had a bunch of crappy jobs. Sitting down and talking into the microphone is maybe the easiest thing in the world. And get this. I'm sure this is because the show's doing so well and Premier is such a great company. Anyway, I get to say whatever I want. You realize that? I mean, they, of course, can get aggravated from time to time. They have never once told me what to say or what not to say. And of all the things I say on the air, I've never once had that sit down. Jesse, don't ever say that again. Isn't that incredible? Now, that's nice, and it makes for better radio, but it also means I'm not taking chances here. I'm not surrounded. I work with one other person, Chris, and I know that sucks, but look, he's, it's only one person. I just have to deal with him. A teacher who's in the belly of the beast, surrounded by that garbage trying to cut through and give kids some truth, that's admirable. 
That's extremely admirable. That's cool. That's one. Two, make them fire you. Make them fire you. Make sure things are emailed and make them fire you. And I'm saying that for legal purposes. Right now, this whole vaccine mandate thing where employers are saying, get the vaccine or you're fired. That's a big step. That's a big step. And what's happening, it's already happening. Don't worry, you don't have to get involved in it. I guess you can, but it's already happening, is it's being litigated. People are suing, and understandably so. Well, these cases, they're suing. These cases are going to end up turning out some sort of legal precedent. What if there's some huge case and they win? And what if it goes to, what if it goes to the courts, a higher court? And they win. And something like the Supreme Court says, no, it is unlawful for an employer to fire you. Leave yourself some sort of legal recourse. Some sort of legal recourse. You understand? Make them fire you. Don't walk away. Stay there. Cut through all that garbage for as long as you possibly can. And then the day they force you to leave... Get your butt down to Texas and enjoy real Mexican food. (laughs) The Californians are going to get so mad about that, Chris. I love how possessive people get about the different cuisine in their states. Whereas since I've lived everywhere, I'll be honest, I know I I have strong opinions about all kinds of food. Texas barbecue, it's really, really good. North Carolina barbecue is actually better. Texas Mexican food? by far superior to everyone else's. And I've spent a bunch of time in California and Arizona. Our Mexican food is second to none. Texas pizza, gutter trash. Absolute filth. It's unbelievable you can't get a decent pizza in this state. And the bagels suck. I I love bagels. I'm a huge breakfast bagel guy. See, Chris, you know what I'm talking about, obviously. If you want a pizza, you got to go to the Northeast. If you want, honestly, the best seafood I've had with the exception of Maine, that kind of thing. California. California. Oh, yeah, Chris. California does seafood right. See, I can be honest with you because I don't share some loyalty to any particular region. And no, I was not insulting Texas barbecue. It's very, very good. But there's something about that tang and heat of the North Carolina barbecue. I like it. What, Chris? You're a Texas homer. You you don't have any say-so in this. I'm the one that's lived everywhere. I don't think you've ever seen the border. All right. Don't forget, we have world. We have BK coming up next. He's a former Air Force PJ. That means he was a really, really bad man. PJs are the Air Force pararescue. They're like the Navy SEALs. They're like Delta Force. It's, it's those types of guys. I, I think it takes, I'm going to have to ask BK about this. I'm going to ask him next. I think it takes two years of training to become one. That's brutal. And something, something like 80 or 90% of them don't make it. They just simply don't make it. So we're going to ask BK about the training, what it takes to be a PJ. We're going to ask him about what's going on in the Navy. And you wanted to know. So we're going to ask him, what are some basic firearms, firearms handling or, or hand-to-hand combat things? What are some basic things people can do to make themselves a little bit deadlier? Never hurts to be a little deadlier. Like that old saying goes, Better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. In a war, I think it's Chinese, Chris. You wouldn't know anything about that, but at my community college, it was pretty advanced. <laughs> All right, so we got BK coming up next. Once we break that down, 
We'll get back to a couple things here. There's another thing in the infrastructure bill. Oh, it's a doozy. I didn't bring it up earlier. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and we had a call last night. Well, we had an email last night from somebody saying, hey, I'm a dude. I want to be a little deadlier. I want to know how to use my hands, use a weapon. I'm I'm a dude, and I don't know any of these things. Jesse, why don't you invite some of your super stud friends on to tell us how? So I figure BK would probably be a great place to start for that. Joining me now, my buddy BK, former Air Force PJ, host of World News with BK, which I would highly recommend. BK. Let's start with the whole firearms thing first and foremost. For a dude who's never owned one, doesn't have one, wants to know just a couple basics, what are some basics BK would tell somebody if he had him out at the range for a first-timer? Well, first of all, Jesse, I would suggest going. there's nothing wrong. First of all, men all have egos, right? So mm-hmm. the best thing you can do is go into a gun store and say, just be honest. Be like, listen, I've never shot a gun in my life. I don't even know where to start. Can you guys help me? And they're going to steer you in the right direction, especially if it's an NRA certified guy. If it's me personally out on a range with them, I'm going to spend a lot of time just going through dry fire and the four firearm safety rules and all that. And it's going to be kind of boring before we even get to shooting. But the big thing is just be honest. Don't pretend, you know, you know what you're doing if you don't, because you're going to maybe get yourself or somebody else hurt. Mm. So the best thing to do, honesty is the best policy. It's funny you actually bring up firearms because I just now got home with my brand new 308 SOCOM 16, one of the few rifles that is legal here in California. Of course, I had to do a 10-day waiting period to buy my own rifle. I know, it's insane. But it is here, and I'm stoked, so I'll see you boys out on the range. (laughs) All right. BK, Air Force PJs, you and I haven't talked about this in a long time, and obviously the show's quite a bit bigger now than it was before. Explain yeah. to people, because look, everybody knows there's 8 trillion books about in movies about Navy SEALs, but a lot of people don't even know what an Air Force PJ is. What is it? What do you do? Right, so Air Force Pararescue is part of this new umbrella of Air Force Special Warfare that also makes up Air Force Combat Controllers and Air Force Special Reconnaissance. So basically, Pararescue is tasked with basically you're you're a rescue technician and a combat search and rescue operator. So what that means is you have to be able, and you're trained, to be able to go anywhere on the planet and affect search and rescue and bring back any personnel alive or dead. So that means being able to summit the highest mountains in the world. That means being able to fly into a firefight and assault a position and get wounded guys out. That means going to the bottom of a lake or uh, getting into the ocean, jumping 200 miles offshore into a, into a ship that's on fire. You are trained to go through every one of those scenarios. You go through the best training you can get in the military, in my opinion, because you, there's not a school that you don't go to. And the ones you don't, you could easily go to if you just had the time. Now, the downside of this, Jesse, is that it's so much training that it's really hard to be good at everything. So what I tried to do is be like really good at one or two things and then be competent in the rest. Cause you're talking mountain climbing, you're talking aircraft airmanship, you're talking combat tactics, uh, cert, uh, high altitude, low opening parachute, static line, parachute, paramedicine, emergency medicine. Uh, just, there's just so much combat diving. There's just so much to learn. So you really just try to, it's a fire hose 
And then when you get to the teams, you takes two and a half years just to graduate the pipeline. And then when you get to the teams, you're going to start all over again. So it's uh, it's not for the faint of heart. And on top of that, you're expected to be a PT stud. Obviously, look at me uh, ten years out. Still uh, got the ab veins rippling across my bronze skin, Jesse. Still got it, baby. I could, I could operate right now. I could operate right now. All right, all right, all right. Weird scenario. Before we get to this Navy stuff, I, I'm genuinely curious about this. There's somebody down, he's wounded, he's not going to be able to walk. BK and hopefully some friends have to go get him. What's the last environment you want that guy to be in? Is he is he in the mountains? Is he in the jungle? Is he on a ship somewhere? What's the one BK hears he's down and has to go and thinks, oh, crap, this is going to suck? Well, the mountains are always going to be the suck fest for sure because uh, we're assuming that you have aircraft available, right? But in many places in Afghanistan, a lot of these uh, mountains are too high for some of the aircraft, the traditional search and rescue aircraft to, to even work in. I mean, you're talking like above 15,000 feet or something, you're screwed. So that means, you guessed it, the old-fashioned humping that dude out by hand. And that's what you're going to do. And the guys and the guys up in Alaska, I still have some very good friends on the famous Alaska pararescue team who are jobbing out constantly. And they do a lot of those old-timey rescues because the helicopters can't get up to them or if there's a storm. They have to, like, get the ropes out and start just lowering the guy down past crevasse after crevasse. And it's a, it's, it's, it's a suck fest, no doubt. But this is what you're trained to do, and that's why your PT always has to be on point, Jesse. BK, how does a man stay alive, assuming someone's so wounded he can't move? And we're talking bad dudes in general, so if he's not moving, yeah. he can't move. How do you keep him alive for the time it takes to get out of one of those places? Well, it's going to be tough. Uh, hopefully there's no, like, gr- basically the one thing you're worried about that you can't do a lot about is, is the bleeding out. So uh, hopefully there's no bleeding out, but you want to keep your patient warm. That's something that a lot of people forget, right? Because we're so focused in on the wound or the break or the fracture or whatever it is. We're so focused in on that that we forgot that this guy's lost a pint of blood. And he's probably freezing. So you really got to be careful. And we, we always would carry, like, extra you know, those wool watch caps in our packs just for that. As soon as you get to the patient, you throw that cap on them. You're going to bundle them up with blankets. Uh, you're going to put, hopefully, if you have the option, you're going to put in uh, heated IV fluids or whole blood preferably. But it's a, it's a challenge. And so hopefully you're going to do the best you can. I mean, they don't always make it. It's the That's the nature of the business. BK, what's wrong with our Navy? By the way, I'm speaking, just a heads up, everyone, I'm speaking to BK. He's the host of the World News with BK podcast. I would really, really recommend it, especially for foreign affairs stuff. What's wrong with the Navy, BK? Thank you. You know, I know we talked about this earlier this morning because I really want to talk about it. And I just was laughing because now the Navy, they're saying they want to go back to using photos of the individual members, uh, military members, for promotions, right? And this, so this is a reversal because what they decided to do, correctly in my opinion, they were really worried about diversity because that's like one of the number one priorities of the military these days. So they decided to get rid of all the photos in the promotion packets, right? They're like, we're not going to look. That way we don't know if a guy is black, white, Latino, Asian. We don't know. All we're going to look at is his numbers, his, his fitness reports, and we're going to make promotions based on that. Well, Diversity actually went down when they went to the non-photo promotion packets, right? So now they want to bring it back, and they are saying they have the gall to say 
that, yeah, well, look, yeah, we're a meritocracy, but we also want to consider diversity. Of course, the Wiener journalists don't question them on that, because in my opinion, that second statement cancels out the first statement. And the Marine Corps, Jesse, is also looking into this. Oh, and it's funny because, yeah, your boy, the Brigadier, Brigadier General A.T. Williamson, who's the director of the Marine Corps Manpower Plan, he actually said there are elements of the photos that are very helpful for us. And I'm like, oh, well, what's that element? You mean skin color? Because that's the only, ele- that's the only element I can think of. But it just cracked me up because they're always – because they used to – you know you know what this reminded me of? They used to do this in orchestra tryouts, Jesse, for the big city orchestras. They were like, we need more minorities and we'd like more people of color in the orchestra. So we're going to have them try out from behind the screen. That way the music speaks for itself, right? We don't see skin color. We don't know gender. We don't know any of it. So that's what they tried to do in the military. And it just cracks me up that it backfired so badly because when they went by the fitness reports, it ended up, they ended up with less diversity. You can't make this stuff up, Jesse. Well, it always backfires on them. Remember the Marine Corps did that big study because they wanted women in the forward combat uh, yes. positions. And they did some that's big right. study and the women failed catastrophically. Just catastrophically. That's, that's, they just didn't physiologically right. have it. That was one of the worst uh, Navy secretaries in recent memory, Ray Mabus. I still remember his name. Mm-hmm. And he commissioned a nine-month, multi-million, study, multi-million dollar study, Jesse, to see how integrated units, infantry units with women performed against non-integrated units, and that would be all-male. And it found across the board that the all-male units easily outperformed the mixed gender units. So what did that what did that Navy secretary do? He took that nine-month multi-million dollar study and he threw it right into the garbage can. And he said, well, I don't care. I don't care. We're going to do it. We're going to do it anyway. It's classic. It's, it's a joke. BK, real quick, real quick, what's for dinner tonight? Uh, For dinner tonight, I'm going to have a delicious piece of chicken. Uh, No dressing, of course. Too many carbs, Jesse. As you know, that interferes with the ab veins. Can't have it. Uh, So I'm going to have some chicken, and I might have a little quinoa that I made with my own homemade chicken broth on the side. Very low carb, even more protein. I got to be jacked and ready to go shirtless out here at the beach anytime, Jesse. I might have to rip off my shirt at any time. So I got to be ready. The podcast is World News with BK. Please don't let his disgusting dietary choices influence you away from his podcast. Thank you, my brother. Thanks, Jesse. Listen to me. This inflation stuff's going crazy. I was just reading you the infrastructure bill, and I'm going to read you a hidden gem I didn't read you before here in just a second before I take some calls and whatnot. This inflation's getting bad. Get gold. Real gold. Now, I didn't say sell everything you own and buy gold. No, no, I don't want you to do radical things. I want you to protect the money you've worked so hard for. Gold has value. Gold keeps value. You know that because it's always had it. In Oxford Gold Group, they don't give you a piece of paper. I mean real gold on your doorstep. That safe you have where you keep your cash, you keep your passports, Get gold in there. Protect yourself at all times. They have promised me they will take good care of my listeners. Give them a call. 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. Have some real gold in your home. What good does a big fat bank account do if the federal government continues to slaughter the value of the dollar dollar that's in it? Oxford Gold Group, 833-995-GOLD. For gold, you can hold. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show. 
It is the Jesse Kelly Show. We're going to get to, I'm going to get to this hidden little gem in the infrastructure bill in just a second, but Joe Biden just stood up and he was speaking again about January 6th. And I'm going to play it for you, but you and I are going to have a little frank talk about old Uncle Joe here because I want you to hear what he said and then I'm going to tell you what he did. Folks, uh, not even during the Civil War did insurrectionists breach the capital of the United States of America, the citadel of our democracy. Not even then. But on January the 6th. Okay, all right, all right that, that, we, we get the idea. The same thing they've said a thousand, the citadel of our democracy. Oh, shut up, you losers. Your buildings aren't more sacred than the small businesses you people have been bankrupting for years. That's one, two. Remember, I'm not going to dwell on this. Just remember, Democrats don't care about January 6th. The media doesn't care at all about January 6th. These are communists. They don't place any value on anything like that. They wouldn't care if 10,000 people died on January 6th. They don't care at all. Every single time Democrats bring up January 6th, it is an effort to arm America's law enforcement and get them aimed at you by declaring you an enemy of the state. Every single time January 6th is mentioned, That is the reason it's mentioned. Trying to make you the enemy of the state. They want the freedom to send the FBI to your doorstep. And so they've used, they've squeezed every drop of juice they can get out of January 6th with that in mind. Keep that in mind. Now, before we talk about creepy Uncle Joe doing something really, really creepy, which I'm going to get to in a second, against my better judgment, once again, I'm going to take a phone call. The rules apply. 877-377-4373. Remember, I don't have shame or a moral compass. I don't have any need to be nice. As you have heard, I will hang up on you in a split second if I get, Hi, how are you? I love you. When I say go, you get right to your point. Right to it because you have all these people dying waiting for you to get to it. Understand? With that in mind, Tim, go. Oh, is it my turn? Jesse? It was your turn, Tim. It was your turn. Until you asked when it was your turn. And then you got the axe, Tim. You see, that's what we can't have. That's what we can't have. Small talk, it can't happen. 877 3774373 back to what joe biden actually did <sighs> joe biden just did some little signing thing it doesn't matter he was out there in front of the white house he's sitting at a table okay he's sitting at a table and i don't know the exact situation if you if you want to see the video i'm talking about it's actually up on my twitter page at Jesse Kelly DC. I'm also on Instagram too, at Jesse Kelly DC, but it's on my Twitter page. A little girl goes up to Joe. Her parents send her up to Joe. I am terrible with ages. I've always been terrible, mainly because I don't care, but I've only, that's only gotten worse as I've gotten older. You know how every, everybody looks like they're 12 now. I think by the looks of things, Chris, would you say 
five or six? Five or six years old? Chris says, okay, seven. She's she's young. This is a very young, very little girl. Looks like an adorable little kid. Um, She walks up to Joe Biden. Joe Biden promptly, oh, man, I don't even know how to say this on the air. He promptly starts nuzzling her from behind and pulling her really close and sniffing her and... Let's have an honest talk, because I don't think that we have to dance around these things without having honest talks. There's a lot of this video out there, a lot of it, of Joe Biden being really, really, really creepy and handsy. And look, it's not like I would excuse that if they're adult women. You know, I don't, I don't want any woman to feel creeped out like that, especially personally creeped out. That, that, that's, that's one thing. But they're almost always little girls with Joe Biden. How many times does this stuff have to happen? And remember, he's been called on it. This became an issue in the campaign when people said, Joe, uh, Bud, do you want to explain this? And I know you probably haven't seen it before. If we can, Chris, get this on the show's Twitter page if you can. If you can't find it, that's fine. The show's Twitter page is at Jesse Kelly Show. There's a video out there of... Jeff Sessions was, he was doing some ceremony. Joe Biden was there too. This was back when Joe Biden was a senator. Jeff Jeff Sessions had his granddaughter with him. And Joe Biden, remember, Joe Biden and Jeff Sessions know each other well. They were in the Senate for a long time. And Joe Biden reaches his hand over towards Jeff Sessions' granddaughter. And Jeff Sessions, a nice man and a United States senator, whap. He whapped Joe Biden's hand away forcefully. I don't mean playfully, forcefully. It it was pretty telling, right? Are we going to have a conversation about this? You know what? Yeah, we're having a conversation about this. Hang on. Why does the president keep getting videotaped touching kids? It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Remember, tomorrow, tomorrow, the best day of the week. It's Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Get your questions emailed in now. They're already pouring in. The entire show on Fridays for you new listeners is me answering your questions. They don't have to be political. Can be anything. Men, women, history, travel, food, whatever. I'll make up an answer. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. All your emails go right to Chris. He prints them out for me. We answer them on Friday. Why does this keep happening? It just happened. I mean, just now during the show. Little girl runs up to Joe Biden. He starts grabbing and nuzzling, and it looks really, really bad. Are we allowed to ask these questions? Does Joe Biden... Have a problem when it comes to kids? And if Joe Biden does have a problem when it comes to kids, do people know about this and they're not saying anything? I mean, this is a really, really big deal. 
is there anything worse in the world than people who like kids like that? No, I'm not sorry about bringing it up. I'm not. There's video evidence. Lots of it. If in case you're wondering, Chris put that picture of Jeff Sessions I was telling you about, or not picture, the video of Jeff Sessions. He dug it up. He put it on the show's Twitter account, at Jesse Kelly Show. It looks really bad. That's disgusting. Who touches kids like that? Who touches kids like that? We have, uh, obviously, we have sons. So we have babysitters from time to time. This is inevitable. And we get away from those little kids as, as often as we can. <laughs> I'm kidding. But so we have babysitters from time to time. And a babysitter is almost inevitably what? A teenage girl. I'm so weirded out. Not weirded out, but I'm so conscious of that, of, 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 of never wanting to look like some kind of weird creeper. I'll stand across the room and talk to him. I don't walk up to him and talk to him beside him. I mean, and, and I definitely, with someone's kids, you don't, you don't come close to them really, right? I mean, unless it's a relative, you're wrestling with them or something like that. Strange kids, often, not only does Joe Biden get close to them, he gets close to them and gets really, really affectionate. Really affectionate. And I know this is skeeving you out, and it's skeeving me out, and I'm going to move on here because I just want to vomit in a trash can. But this has happened. There's a lifetime now of this happening. We have videotape of it. A lot of it. Ugh. Gosh, what did we do? All right, I've been promising you this for a while. It's called a tease, Chris. <laughs> There's a great little gem in the infrastructure bill. Because, look, remember, Joe Biden got up and he told us, we have to pass this infrastructure bill. We have to pass it. Otherwise... Inflation will keep going up. No, I know you're confused. That's just because you're a dumb peasant. I know you're confused why spending a bunch of money we don't have would actually help inflation. But you just have to understand this whole thing is about making life easier and better for you. It's about, it's about getting inflation down, doesn't it? This is from the Western Journal on page 508. Yeah, that's right. 508. That's not even halfway through the infrastructure bill, I should point out. It's over 2,000 pages. On page 508 of the infrastructure bill is a plan to make it too expensive to drive a car. The bill is actually 2,702 pages. And yes, I have read this time and time again. Would you like to know what it reads? Quote, Secretary of the Treasury shall establish on an annual basis per mile user fees for passenger motor vehicles, light trucks, and medium and heavy duty trucks. Oh, yes, that's right. You read it right. You heard it right. They are. They want to make life too expensive for you to drive. They want to make life too expensive for you to drive, to which you will be prompted to respond, what? No, I. you can't. They're going to bankrupt the country. This kind of thing would wreck the economy. It would wreck America. What have I told you about communists and communism? They know. They understand it would wreck the country. They get it. 
They get that it would wreck the economy. It is a religion of destruction and domination. The destruction is the idea. You remember, above all, above all, like I told you earlier in the show, it's anti-human. Communism is anti-human. It looks at human beings as the problem. That's why they do this kind of thing. There's no other reason to do it. They think you're the plague on the earth. They do. All right. Now, if you missed any part of the show, including BK, who was dropping some really cool Air Force pararescue super ninja stuff on us tonight, if you missed any part of the show, the whole show is available on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. On iTunes, listen to me, leave a five-star rating, leave a review talking about how handsome I am. It's important. What, Chris? It's important. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I want good reviews for the show. (laughs) Let's get to some emails. Oracle, don't order extra cheese. In case you missed this, I've been taking on big pizza recently. I once again ordered extra cheese on my pizza. I did not receive extra cheese on my pizza. I know what extra cheese looks like. That was not extra cheese. And yet I was charged the $2 for extra cheese. I don't want to stop ordering extra cheese. I want to receive extra cheese. That's what I want. Don't tell me it's not possible, Chris. I guarantee there's some way we can make this happen. I will take on big pizza until the day I die, until I get my freaking extra cheese. Back to the email. Dear Oracle, don't order extra cheese. Fool your mouth by getting light sauce. It makes it seem like you have extra cheese and more toppings. And the pizza place is happy giving you less of everything. You're welcome. And he signs it the life hacker. (laughs) That is the dumbest thing I have ever heard in my entire life. Why would I want the pizza to be drier? You know, every once in a while, I want to stop providing you all the great life advice like the time I told you how to kill a saltwater crocodile. And I want you to start giving me life advice. Don't roll your eyes, Chris. That was good advice. For anyone who missed it, one of the Ask Dr. Jesse questions, remember tomorrow's Ask Dr. Jesse Friday, one of the Ask Dr. Jesse questions a few few weeks back was this. They emailed in to Jesse at Jesse Kelly Show. They asked me how you should take on a saltwater crocodile if you're ever attacked. Well, obviously they asked the right person. I have a wealth of experience, Chris. And so what I said, the saltwater crocodile is used to what? They're used to things running away and swimming away from them. If you're ever attacked by one, what you want to do is you want to shock him and fool it by diving into his mouth, and then you'll have gotten to the back of his throat so fast you choke him out from the inside. He's never going to see that coming. Stop shaking your head like it won't work, Chris. You've never tried it. (laughs) Dude, so I own a couple rental houses. It's not my career, just a side gig. Why does the burden fall on me and my family to house families that the government told no longer have to pay rent? The media has done a fantastic job of interviewing countless renters that can justify their plight. I'm here to tell you, I suspect there is likely half of the renters playing playing the game. I don't have to pay the rent and they can't pick me out. Of Of course the renters are playing the game. Of course the renters are playing the game. Well, this is what government does. They enable destruction with handing out goodies to people, 
taxpayer-funded goodies. All right. I'll get to this story about seven ways the conservative movement should fight critical race theory. Maybe I'll take another couple phone calls and read some emails next. Hang on. Jesse Kelly. Back soon. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Oh, man. I like this email. I'm getting right to this email before we get to seven ways the conservative movement should fight critical race theory. It's from the Federalist. It's from my buddy, Joy Pullman. Hang on a second, though. And yes, I'll take another call or two. Look, you already saw. You already saw the short hook I'm on tonight. 877-377-4373. If I go to you, no hi, no how you doing, no is it my on, no is it my turn, When I go to you, make your point or be gone. Dear Jesse Tempered Steel Kelly, I like that, Chris. What? Where do I find, while I find the notion of employers mandating vaccines as a condition of employment to be disgusting, tyrannical, and illegal, it's becoming apparent to me that one's opinion on this issue is becoming one of the most simplistic litmus litmus tests for evaluating if a so-called conservative is really with us or not. I'm hearing many popular conservative politicians and pundits take the typical, quote, super reasonable libertarian stance that private businesses ought to be able to do as they please and make their own rules for this sort of issue. Christy Noem's vomit-inducing tweet this past weekend comes to mind as just one example. I brought this up the other night. I need to bring it up again. Libertarianism. Libertarianism is a wonderful thing. If you're starting a country from scratch and you want to build a a political system, you would want to build a libertarian, tiny government system. However, as I brought up the other day, ancient Roman times, it was run by, it was a republic. This is before all the emperors took over. It was a republic. But they had a rule. It was simply part of their law, part of their system. Anytime a crisis hit, war breaks out or something like that, oh, all that Republic stuff is gone, they would appoint a dictator, a temporary dictator who can do whatever he wants. You rule the country, you can do whatever you want, whenever you want it. Now, why would they do that? These are maybe the most advanced people who ever lived. Why would they do that? Because they understood all ideologies, all forms of government are not made for all times. If, if you and I, if we're going off to a, a beautiful island somewhere and we're starting our own country, and of course we'd call it the Republic of Jesse or something like that. What, Chris? Or Jesse Land or something doesn't have to be all about me. Anyway, and we're starting our own country and we sit down and we develop a constitution, we would want it to be a libertarian-type constitution, libertarian country. Tiny government, get out of my life, mind your own business. That's right and that's good. However, you and I must be adult enough to accept the world as it is, not the world like we want it to be. We don't live in a country like that now. We live in a country where the anti-American communist hordes have taken over every cultural institution, and now... It's not just the Democratic Party and most of the Republican Party. Now, every cultural institution is assaulting your freedom. 
Big tech companies, private companies, Fortune 500 companies, they're all going after you. They all have their sights set on you. You cannot, cannot in a million years live and let live your way out of that mess. That's what I try to tell people all the time, and I'm having to wrap my minds around this, my mind around this too. I said minds as if I have more than one. Maybe I do have more than one, Chris. What? Anyway, I'm trying to wrap my mind around this too. Getting comfortable being uncomfortable. Getting comfortable doing things you wouldn't normally do. I saw Larry Hogan. I don't know if we have the audio. Larry Hogan, that scumbag idiot Republican mayor, uh, or mayor, governor of Maryland. It doesn't matter what he said. He came out and said something to the effect, just like Bill de Blasio did. Hey, you unvaccinated people. You're going to make me have to, you're going to make me have to hurt you. More lockdowns are coming. I will hurt you. Do what I tell you, or I will hurt you. Now, let me ask you, and let me ask myself this, because I'm not sure I like my own answer to this question. Are you comfortable gathering up 200 people, organizing it on social media, and having a protest as big as you can, 1,000 if you can get it, out in front of the governor's mansion? I don't know about you, the thought of that makes my skin crawl. I mean, just the time alone. You know what I mean? You work for a living. You, you want to get off work, go home, kiss the wife and kids. Sorry, honey. I got to go spend the next two hours waving a stupid sign and yelling. Doesn't that sound terrible? That's what they do. It's not what we do, right? It's, we're not, it's not who we are. I don't want to do that. And, and again, I don't even know if it's right to do that. Is that the right thing to do? Is that the wrong thing to do? But... If we're not willing to do things like that, the things they've been doing, we're never going to take this place back. We're not. We cannot mind our own business our way out of this. We can't laissez-faire our way out of this. We can't live and let live our way out of this. We can't do what Christy Nome and all the other... Well, look, I mean, it's really up to a private business. I certainly don't want to interfere if the business world of America has chosen to align themselves with the communists and go after you, well, then I need you as a governor. I need you to protect me. Why? Because you're the only institution left with any juice to do something about it. If the governors abandon us too, if the states abandon us too, we don't have anything left. And I don't like saying it like that. But, I mean, that's the reality of it. The power, the legal power, spending power, use of force power of the individual states, they are the only cultural institution you and I have left. There is nothing else. Everyone else is lined up against us. So if we're going to do this thing that Republicans specialize in uh, 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 and say, well, I'd love to do that, that sucks, but there's nothing I can do about that then we might as well just hand them the keys. We might as well just hand them the keys. There's nothing else we can do. We don't have any, we don't have enough force left. All right. Against my better judgment, I'm coming, callers. You ready? I'm coming. Don't screw it up. Johnny, go. Republicans are riddled with an exude cowardice. The left is like militarized Japanese Shintoism and the Bushido Code, and the right... They're like the Germans. If Messerschmitts and Stukas 
were slamming the troop transports while the GIs were loading into landing crafts at Normandy, like the kamikazes into the fleet at Okinawa, the crossing of the channel could have been stalled and it could have been a disaster. Hundreds of thousands of Germans quit. No, I get what he's saying. This good call. It's a good call. I just cut him off because it was. We all saw where that was going. It was droning off on a little bit, but but he, it's a good call. He's right. But understand, they're more committed than we are. That's how a tiny, tiny minority like the communists in America. That's how they were able to take over all the institutions. It was simply a level of commitment. You and I, because we're normal people, we want something different than they want. We have different views, different outlooks. And that's why more than anything, I say we have to change our mindset. We have to do a mindset change. What do I mean by that? I'll explain in a second. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Chris and I were just breaking down some really, really important stuff during the break. Look. Obviously, it's a huge national show now, and everyone loves it and all this other stuff. So we have to, we know we have to dig in, and we have to commit. We have to commit to being more serious about our craft. So we were talking about Red Lobster. I don't know why people dog on Red Lobster. Because they're building us some fancy studio down here, and it's within driving distance of a Red Lobster. I'm excited about it because, you know, I'm white trash. Chris mentions to me... Um, you know that shellfish, right? And I said, yeah, so? I know, it's delicious. And he said, I'm Jewish. And I said, whoa, well, that sucks. But I mentioned that he could eat only Cheddar Bay biscuits. To which, look, I'm walking you through the conversation, okay? So, uh, so he asked, I wonder how those would be for breakfast. Allow me to help everybody out. The next time you go to a Red Lobster, which I hope for your sake will be soon, the next time you go to a Red Lobster, there are wonderful people in there. Ask them for some to-go Cheddar Bay biscuits, all right? Not for consumption that night. Make sure you're full. I've got a plan for you here. Remember, I'm helping you out. Bring them home. The next morning, take those biscuits, wrap them up in a paper towel, take one or two, nuke them for 20, 30 seconds in the microwave. Nuke them in a bowl, mind you. When you pull them out of the microwave, they'll be hot. They'll be steamy. Make sure right away, right away, you drop some shredded cheese on there. Then have some over-easy eggs ready in a pan in a little saucepan beside that. Take a little flour, a little milk, some Cajun seasoning, and make like a little like Cajun gravy type. Does that count as gravy, Chris? Is that gravy? Well, I don't know what the difference between gravy is and what that is, but either way. Mix all that up in a pan. Soon as the eggs are done, drop them in that bowl. Take that Cajun gravy, pour it over the top. You have a delicious and heart-healthy meal first thing in the morning. What, Chris? Seven ways the conservative movement should fight critical race theory. This is from my friend Joy Pullman at Federalist. One, I love this. This is my favorite part. And again, this goes back to our mentality change, which I'll get to in a second. I haven't forgotten. I know we need a mindset change. Counter the unions with a litigation army. Because so, so, so much time has dedicated to this concept on the right of 
leaving people alone. Live and let live. Let's let them be. We don't use any of the tools available to us because they feel icky. If I were to tell you, go sue someone, your instincts probably would be, I don't love that. And we don't want to be lawsuit people, right? No one wants to be lawsuit guy. We have to start dragging these people through the courts. We have to start dragging these people through the courts. Even if we lose, that's what the left is so, so good at. The left is so good at fighting losing battles, but making sure they wear you down by making you fight them. There is value oftentimes in losing a battle. Let me let me explain something you have undoubtedly felt recently, almost without question. And I know you have because I have. You know what you felt recently? Surrounded. You feel overwhelmed and surrounded, don't you? It feels like, oh my gosh, they're, they're coming after everything all at once and attacking everything I love all at once. Ah, yeah, that's what it feels like. They do that on purpose. That's why the communists have so many different communist street groups that are all the one group. They're all the same group, but that's why they have so many different groups because they're always attacking everything at all time. The feminists are always in your ear at all time and at the buffet. The Black Lives Matter people were always uh, black this and black that at all time. The LGBTQ, I don't know how many letters there are now, always at all time. Trans rights and gay rights. The environmental people, everything at all time. Because they have so many different armies, so many different street groups, it makes you feel overwhelmed. Now, you don't really realize how many battles you've won because you're so overwhelmed with all the battles you've had to fight. Which brings me back to my point I was making about a mindset change on the right. You, you want to live your life and be left alone. That's what I want. I'll be frank with you. That's what I want. I've told you this before. I had my TV producer ask me one day because I have a TV show every night too. It's on the first TV, 9 o'clock Eastern. As soon as this is over, I have an hour-long TV show. And I have my TV producer. He's a super passionate political guy, just cares about it all the time, and always, always on. And he says to me in my ear one day, Jesse, do you ever turn it off? Because I talk three hours on the radio and an hour on TV every day. Can you ever turn this political stuff off? And I told him, buddy, I turn off my political mind about 15 seconds after I take the TV earpiece out of my ear. Why? I don't want to be miserable. I don't want you to be miserable. I want to do the things you want to do. I want to go spend time with my family. I want to eat Red Lobster. I want to go ride roller coasters and shoot guns. I want to go fishing on the weekends. I want to do all the things you want to do. I don't want to be a political activist. I brought up protesting in front of some mansion before. I don't want to do that. That sounds horrible. But that's also why we've lost and why we're losing. Because the left, they don't want to do those things. They don't have some desire to go home and nestle down with family and white picket fences and guns on the weekend. Because it's their religion. Politics is something you're passionate about, but it's just part of your life. It's part of your life. You have several parts of your life that matter to you. They don't have any other parts that matter to them. None. A great example of this is all the kids. Remember all the kids' stories leftists tell? My seven-year-old daughter said today she she was worried about how Donald Trump was going to imprison her. 
all these crazy little stories. Leftists don't even look at their own children and say, I want you to be prepared to live in this world. I want you to be strong and content and have a great, happy life. That's not how they look at their own children. That's how you look at your kids. Leftists look at their own kids, again, as just another cog in the wheel. Oh, there's little Aiden, Braden, and Jaden. No, he's not, he's not just my son. He has, to be, he has to be a communist warrior. He has, to be, he has to be part of the revolution, the continual revolution, the never-ending revolution. That's what my son has to be. Jesse, people need time to mourn. I just heard you say that on the podcast. Yes, indeed, it is true, which leads me to the question. How's the dog? Did he pull through? <laughs> he's, he's asking, look, I didn't want a dog. I didn't want a dog at all. Forever we haven't had a dog. Now, I grew up with dogs. I'm not anti-dog, okay? I grew up with dogs. I had one my whole life. Since I've grown up, though, I just don't want to add an extra obligation. I don't want to have to, do we have a dog sitter? We can't leave town. I don't want to deal with it. But I have two sons. And the wife and I decided the boys need a dog. So we finally got a dog. Well, of course, wouldn't you know it, not only did we get a dog that is an idiot. I mean, I have no idea. My dog is a moron. I've, I've had several dogs, so I know what a smart dog is and a, and, a, and a dumb dog is. I have had genius dogs. This dog is a moron. It may be the dumbest dog I've ever had in my life. So, of course, my dog's an idiot. And he has, of course, a sensitive stomach. Yes, we've had to take a bunch of veterinarian trips. The dog... It's fine now. Wouldn't you know? He has to get, oh, Chris, you'll love this. The dog needs special dog food now. It costs twice as much as normal dog food. You don't even want to know. You don't even want to know. We're budgeting for dog food. We're budgeting for dog food. (sighs) Do I sound bitter? I'm just dripping with bitterness. (laughs) All right. We got headlines headlines I didn't get to next. And don't forget. Tomorrow's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Get your questions in now. Hang on. Miss something? There's a podcast. Get it on demand wherever podcasts are found. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. One final segment left. And then you know what the next thing is after that? You get to rest your head and wake up tomorrow morning on a Friday and smile and stretch out and say, oh, yes, thank you, Lord, for a new day. And ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Email your questions in jesse at jessekellyshow.com, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Before I get to headlines I didn't get to, I'm going to attempt to motor through Maybe one more call. You've seen how you look. Hardly anybody's gotten through a call tonight. Do the best you can do. No promises. Mike, go. Okay, Jesse, I want to brighten your day. I am actually okay with Biden tearing up the Constitution by ordering the CC, excuse me, the CDC to blatantly trample on property rights, okay? Now, I'm sorry for those landlords in California for which this may be the final nail in their financial coffin, 
but I'm coming to grips with the notion that we are entering a post-constitutional area. Now, I can't believe that I was so concerned that Biden was going to pack the courts when it turns out he was just going to ignore them. Listen here. It's like your Pompey Magnus quote mixed with Barack Obama saying, don't quote legal precedent at a man with a phone and a pen. But here's why I'm okay with this. It frees us up to move forward incrementally with the national divorce. Now, I've heard you talking about dividing the country, and I live in Idaho, and I'm not a fan of the line that you drew, your placement. I don't like that at all. But I think the divorce will look more like radical federalism, just like under Trump, where we had sanctuary cities refusing to enforce immigration laws. What's to stop a good red governor from ignoring the CDC moratorium on eviction? Biden cramming down these laws that he knows are wrong all but compels a strong governor like a heavy D or maybe Abbott, not Nome, but to announce that they'll just be ignoring it, too. I appreciate laws in society, but if we're going to get in the habit of nullifying laws, why not start with the federal ones? That's got to be the greatest call in the history of radio. I I didn't want him to stop. That's going to be a great call. That is an amazing call, right? And he's right. I actually had a friend um, privately. I had a friend talk to me about this. And he said, look, he he was talking exactly like that. He said, look, let them run crazy. Let them, let them destroy the courts. Let them destroy the rule of law. And I said, wait, what are you talking about? You can't do that. And he said, listen, listen. We already don't have rule of law anymore anyway. You're trying to preserve something that doesn't actually exist anymore. One, he said, two, Republicans are changing. Republicans are getting bolder. Republicans are starting to fight harder. You see Ron DeSantis out there saying things today that no Republican would have even dreamed of saying even five years ago. He said, let Democrats go crazy. We're approaching a time when a Republican's going to go crazy too, where a Republican is going to tell the CDC something crazy like, hey, CDC, I just declared it's an emergency. It's a national emergency. Everyone should own a gun. We need to get a gun in everyone's hands right now. You're going to start seeing things like that. Now, yes, this involves the country breaking apart. I mean, that is, we're, we're losing a civil society now, but I don't necessarily think we can stop that anyway. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Gosh, what a great phone call. Hey, all right, it's time for headlines I didn't get to. This is from Conservative Brief. Can face imprisonment of up to one year for each violation. Biden's DOJ warns states not to pursue partisan audits. I'm sorry? The Department of Justice is issuing threats now to states about election audits? Oh, this thing's going down faster than I thought it was going to go down. Headline, Ibiza seeks detectives to crash parties as COVID-19 surges. You know that's coming to all these American lockdown areas, right? All these blue areas that are about to lock down. People aren't going to do it again. They may not outright rebel in the streets, but they aren't going to do it again. They're going to go to restaurants in secret. They're going to go to these secret clubs, secret concerts. And then law enforcement, who's already been demonized in this country, they're going to get an even worse reputation because you're going to start seeing ad, you're going to start seeing stories on the news, cops kicking down the door of a bunch of kids at a concert something somewhere, throwing cuffs on somebody 
for going to a concert unvaccinated. Oh, that'll be pretty. Didn't see that coming, did you? The Oracle did, though, Chris. <laughs> what? You can refer to yourself in third person by your nickname. Does that still count as third person? Or is that like fourth person? It doesn't matter. Headline. Only one USWNT didn't kneel ahead of the Olympic soccer match. That's U.S. women's soccer team. Only one player on the whole team didn't kneel. And now you know why the country didn't care. Remember this. People forget the U.S. women's soccer team on top of America's gymnastics team. They were America's sweethearts for a while. Remember that? I mean, look, it's this team of all women. They're all beautiful. It's soccer players. And they're all there. We say, wow, look how great they are. We loved them. Now the whole country hates their freaking guts. It's wonderful. Headline, Portland Burger Restaurant closes, citing rising crime, homelessness, and ugh, human waste. Eh, sounds like things are going well in Portland. Headline, Biden pushes for electric vehicles to make up half of the U.S. auto sales by 2030. My buddy just took a road trip in his electric vehicle. You know, he had to stop for he had to stop for a half hour about every 250 miles to recharge his car. That sounds like fun, doesn't it? I won't even let my family drink water on road trips because we're not stopping for bathrooms, Chris. <laughs> All right. Tomorrow, no phone calls, no guests. Tomorrow is an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Email your questions. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. All your emails go right to Chris. He prints them all out for me. We do nothing but answer your your questions on the show all day. If you can, put Ask Dr. Jesse in the subject line. That improves the odds of your question making the cut greatly just because the show got a little too big for us that so we have a lot of questions now. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Man, I was awesome today, Chris. I was. I'm sorry you weren't. That's all. <laughs>